Hey everyone, welcome to the Promise Church Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to like us and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at My Promise Church. And to see what else is going on around here at Promise, please visit us at mypromisechurch.com. We hope this message you're about to listen to ministers to you and changes your life. Enjoy. going on we're in the house of the Lord it's a strong tower his name is a strong tower and every battle's already been defeated Jesus said in the world you will have trouble tribulation trials but don't fear because I've already overcome the world and if he's overcome the world that means he's overcome everything that the world can bring to us I don't know about you, but I got a praise in my spirit today. I got a worship in my heart today. Javi, I've got a thanksgiving in my spirit that just says, thank you, Jesus, because you never left me. You defeated all my enemies, Lord. Amen. I'm so glad to be with you today. So glad the sun decided to wake up today. I think the sunshine took the day off yesterday. glad to be here with you. Thank you to the worship team. Thank you to all of our teams from the booth to the front door to the parking lot. God bless you for helping us today, serving God's people. I hope you're, how's everybody doing? Doing all right? We are at day 15 of our fast. Is that right? Day 15, right? Yes, day 15. Um, depending on how you counted it, and I kept telling you guys in the first service that you guys are going to be done before everybody else. So next week, uh, you're going to be done before everybody else. Uh, it's at this point of the fast that I always tell people, hey, you can still jump on. Uh, God can honor a seven-hour fast. God can honor a seven-day fast. Um, I b- believe we read it on first Wednesday. Sorry, I'm trying to get my stuff here together. I feel like um, getting all these papers together. Uh, on first Wednesday, we saw that Cornelius, somebody helped me, but he was only fasting for seven or eight hours by the time the angel of the Lord came and told him, hey, your answer's on the way. Your miracle's on the way. What you're, what you're going to be praying and fasting for over the next several days, it's already on the way. I remember Daniel said, the angel said, Your prayers were heard. Your vow was seen. Your fast was noticed from the very first day. And so I wanted to encourage somebody. If you haven't jumped in yet, jump in now. And if you jumped off, jump back on. (laughs) So jump back on. All right? All right. And uh, I'm not going to belabor the point. You know we got a lot of resources back on the table there. 
and um, and they're all available on the website too for digital download. You keep them on your phone or whatever. I've got it on my phone so I can share it on the um, the uh, uh, devotion every day on the social media. I've been loving our morning prayers. There's been mornings that we've had almost 50 people here um, just praying in the morning from 6 to 6.30. It's really quick. I'm committed to getting you out on time because I know that you got work to get to. Uh, but somebody from the church family is bringing the devotion every day. It's just been amazing. And um, if Monday, and fr- Monday through Friday is an impossibility for you, we're also doing it on Saturday at 9. I'm really looking forward to this Saturday's morning prayer. Uh, I just feel like the roof's going to come off in that morning prayer. A little bit of worship, a little bit of prayer, a little bit of the word, and it's just really, really powerful. So if you, if work prohibits you or for whatever reason, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. is impossible, you owe it to yourself to be in one of these. Saturday at 9 a.m. might be your answer. How may say amen? Let me jump in here. I hope you're still wearing your bracelets. It will help you from grabbing that pizza or that taco because you have to see this on the way in. Uh, so just, just keep that. Uh, David Morales showed me he was wearing two just in case the enemy tempted him to lose his left hand. He's wearing two. Somebody might need to put three on each wrist. I don't know. But we've still got them back there if you need to grab them. Uh, Jesus taught this in Matthew 6, chapter 6, verse 1. He said, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give, everybody say, when you give to the needy, Do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give, everybody say, when you give, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your your giving may be done in secret. Everybody say, in secret. Then your father who sees, everybody say, he sees, What is done in secret will reward you. Then he teaches about prayer in verse 5. And when you pray, everybody say, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they've received their reward in full. But when you pray, everybody say, when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen then your father who sees what is done everybody say in secret say he'll reward you the last one he says in verse 16 skipping down I'm skipping the Lord's prayer there just for the sake of time verse 16 when you fast everybody say when you fast don't look somber as the hypocrites do for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting truly I tell you they've received their reward in full. But when you fast, everybody say, when you fast, put oil on your head. means comb your hair. What was that stuff guys used in like the 50s? What was it, like brill cream or something? Just put the oil in your hair, comb your hair. Ladies, Aquanet or whatever it is now, the hairspray, and wash your face. Everybody said Amen. Maybe the newer translations would say brush your teeth. I don't know. 
uh, verse 18, so that it will not be obvious to others that you're fasting, but only to your Father who's unseen and your Father who sees it in secret will reward you. And some translation said he'll reward you openly. God bless you. Say hello to somebody around you. God bless you for being in the house today. You can be seated. Thank you for standing for the word. You know, in Matthew 6, the Lord's Prayer is recorded there. And we took a deep dive into that Lord's Prayer over the summer. And I really enjoyed preaching through every line of the Lord's Prayer. And so I I don't mean to repeat myself, but it does bear a little bit repeating just because this is the context of what I want to dive into today. But the disciples, they asked the Lord, they said, Lord, would you teach us, everybody that knows it, he'll say, the Lord, teach us to pray. This is what prompted him to teach about when you fast, when you pray, and when you give. And I said it before, but I'll just say it briefly. But the disciples, they didn't ask Jesus, how do we cast out demons? They didn't say, Jesus, how do we heal the sick? They didn't say, Jesus, how do we preach? How do we teach? Can you teach us how to prophesy? Can you teach us how to catch fish with coins in their mouth to pay our taxes? Everybody say April 15th is coming. Got to wake, wake up a little bit with some humor. Uh, they didn't say, Lord, teach us how to multiply the bread and the fish so that my pantry will never run out. But they said, Jesus, teach us to pray. They heard Jesus pray and they made that connection that when we wake up, Jesus is already awake. He got away from the disciples, got away from the crowd, got away from the hustle and the press of the day, and he had a time of prayer. Then when he came out, we go out for ministry, and all of those things happen. Demons are cast out. Preaching, prophecy, salvation, multiplying of bread and fish, healing of the sick, raising of the dead. We catch fish in their mouth uh, with coins in their mouths. And they made the connection and they said, Jesus, would you teach us to pray? And not only does he give them the Lord's Prayer in that passage, but he also gave them this great teaching about when you pray, when you fast, and when you give. And I just, this, this passage has always jumped out at me, and I have it circled and highlighted in just about all of my Bibles. But notice that the Lord said, when. He didn't say if. He said, when you pray. I don't know about you, but my Bible doesn't say, if you get around to praying sometime, maybe somewhere at a time that's convenient for you. <laughs> it said, when you pray. It didn't say if you feel like fasting or maybe going on a little bit of a diet and kind of if you want to do. No, it said when you pray, when you fast. It didn't say, you know, if you win the lottery and you just got more money than you know what to do with. (laughs) It said when you give. And so the Lord has taught us this When you do this principle, if you're a Christian, you'll pray, you'll fast, you'll give. And the Lord gave us this threefold principle. And I believe that the scripture tells us that threefold cords are not easily broken. 
when you twine a rope together, most times you'll see that it's a three-folded cord. Because there's something powerful about bringing all three of those things together that you could tow something, you could pull something, you could, you could pull something out of a ditch. And the Lord is telling us that when you combine prayer with fasting and with giving, that there's something so powerful when all three of those things come together. And the disciples realized real quick that those miracles, those blessings, those things that are happening, those rewards, they're not happening by chance, but they are the fruit of a root called prayer. They are the fruit of a root called fasting. They are the fruit of a root called generosity and giving. And the fruit is the miracle, or the miracle is the fruit, but prayer is the root. The, the blessing is the fruit, but, but prayer and fasting, don't forget, is the root. And sometimes we see something in somebody's life, and I say, I want that fruit. But God is saying, are you willing to put down the root? Because it's the root that brings the fruit. And it's prayer and fasting that brings the reward. It's prayer, fasting, and giving that bring the reward. And when you see the fruit, oh, somebody ought to help me preach today. When you see the fruit, always remember it's about the root. And Jesus said, when you do those things unto me and you do it in secret and nobody else sees it, don't worry about it because your heavenly father saw it. And there is a reward on the way. I just want to declare to somebody today, don't be weary in well-doing because in due season, you shall reap if you don't faint. And so somebody's on day 15 and they might be a little weary, but I want to tell you, keep on keeping on because God hears every prayer. God sees every sacrifice. God is near to you. God knows how to repay. God knows how to reward. Somebody ought to give God a praise right there. Come on, a 9 a.m. praise. Give God a good amen right there. Thank you, Jesus, because I believe that a reward is on the way. You know, the first thing I want to say today is just, I, I want to give you three things that Jesus applied to all three of those. He applied to prayer, He applied to fasting, and He applied to giving. In that teaching, notice there that this is applied to all of them. Four times in that passage, applied to all three of them, praying, giving, and fasting. Jesus said, do this in secret. Do it in secret. So when we pray, when we fast, this is my first point. Thank you, Carlins. When we pray, when we fast, and when we give, we do it, everybody say, unto the Lord. I'm not fasting for you. I'm not even fasting to lose a few LBs. I'm fasting to the Lord. I'm not praying to you. I'm praying to the Lord. Now, I want to dispel this quickly that there's nothing wrong with a group fast or a church-wide fast. In fact, we see it all through the Bible. It's not in that way that it's so secret that nobody would happen to know and you can't do it that way. In fact, we see it all through the Bible. Nehemiah, he called for a nationwide fast. Samuel called for a nationwide fast. Everybody that's a people of God, we're going on a fast. Uh, Jonah and the king of Nineveh called a nationwide 
fast. In fact, the king of Nineveh said, everybody's fasting, men, women, children, pets, animals, livestock, nobody's eating a thing until we are spared from this judgment of God and we turn our wicked city around. And that was a very public fast. Esther called her people to fast. And so group fasts are all through the Bible. In fact, we see group fasts, public fasts, more often because we probably don't know about the private ones. But when Jesus says, do it in secret, He's saying, do it unto me. When you give, when you pray, when you fast, do it unto me. Because you're not doing it for anyone else. You're not doing it to be seen I'm doing it unto the Lord. When someone gets up here and prays in the microphone, they're not doing it for somebody to say, wow, that was so eloquent. Wow, that was in King James English. God is not moved by the the eloquent prayers. He's moved by the heart of the prayer. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm not praying to impress anybody. I'm praying to reach the throne room of heaven. <laughs> and, and, when, and when we give, I'm not, I'm not giving to pull out. Sorry, I don't have an illustration here, but I'm not pulling out a $100 bill to, to everybody to see. So so Scott sees that. Jesus says, that's your reward. Scott saw it. Because now I don't see it. You were doing it for Scott. You weren't doing it for me. He says, do it unto me. And and when you're fasting, it's not for you to go around with your hair a mess and no oil in your hair and your face has got sleep in your eyes and you're doubled over and woe is me, I'm so hungry. Well, your coworkers say, why are you hungry? Oh, I'm on a fast. (laughs) Jesus says, that's your reward, your co-worker in the cubicle next to you. They think you're fasting. That's it. Now, I don't see it, but they saw it. I'm not fasting for that. I'm not praying for that. I'm not giving for that. No, I'm doing it unto the Lord for Him to receive my sacrifice, for Him to receive my prayer, for Him to receive my fasting, for Him to receive my giving. In fact, that Greek word there is kryptos, which is translated inwardly. I'm doing it inwardly. I'm not doing it outwardly. I'm doing it for the Lord. I'm not doing it for anybody else. I'm doing it because He asked me to do it, not for anybody else. I'm doing it for Him. Jeremiah 33 and 3, the Lord says, Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things that you don't know. Now this might surprise you. Does God keep secrets? Yes, he does. When you do it in secret, he keeps the secret. And here's what he says. He reveals those secrets to people that call on him. God says, if you do something in secret, now we've got a thing going on and I'll reveal some secret things to you unsearchable things that you don't know, meaning things that you would have never found out on your own. I thought about Solomon. God comes to him in a dream. What do you want? What do you need? He begins to reveal secret things, unsearchable wisdom, unsearchable knowledge. And Jesus says, or the Lord says here in Jeremiah, if you will seek him, if you will call 
on him. If you'll seek him in prayer and fasting, that he will reveal some things to you. God is saying, I've got some plans for you that you don't know about yet. I've got some blessings for you that are on the way that you don't even know about yet. I've got wisdom, power, provision, keys, dreams. Somebody ought to help me. Pre, uh, provision, protection. I've got things on the way that you don't even know about yet. In other words, if, if you'll call on me, if you'll talk to me, I'll talk to you. And so that prayer is what connects me to God. Prayer is what brings heaven to earth. Prayer is what brings heaven's wisdom to me, heaven's provision to me. It brings His will into my life. It brings His kingdom into my world. And we know that prayer is this two-way communication where I can talk to Him and He can talk to me. What was the old song that said, Jesus is on the main line? Somebody knows the old song here. <laughs> Jesus is on the main line. Tell Him what you want. For the kids, that means... That means the, the central phone line. I don't even really know. The central phone line there. Like nobody's coming in on your line. You've got a direct connect. It's, 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 it's not a group message here. This is a one-on-one -on -one thing. You've got Jesus on the main line, the hot line, the phone line. You've got Jesus on the line. Tell him what you want because God hears your voice. And through that, I can hear his voice. And fasting and prayer is saying, Lord, I am hungry for what you have for me. I am hungry for the blessing that you have more than I am in anything in this world. And I'll tell you, God is moved by that hunger. He is moved by that prayer. He's moved by it. You know, Colossians 3 and 17 says, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Remember, we're doing this unto the Lord. And it said everything we do, look at it, it says whatever you do. Now, the Greek word there for whatever means whatever. <laughs> I've set you guys up with that joke too many times, I think. It's an all-encompassing word there. It means whatever. In word or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus, especially when you fast, when you pray, and when you give. So when you give, do it in Jesus' name. When you pray, do it in Jesus' name. When you fast, do it in Jesus' name. See, now this is the flip of last week. Daniel said to Nebuchadnezzar, I don't want your name on me. You're not going to name me. Remember last week? You're not going to name me. You're not going to claim me. I won't let you, Nebuchadnezzar, put your Babylonian name on me. I won't let you claim me. But this is the flip of that. I want Jesus' name on me. I want Jesus' claim on me. I want Jesus' word on me. On everything I do, everywhere I go, I want to have His name on me. That's why it said, whatever you do, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. So when we pray, we pray in Jesus' name. Jesus said in John 14, 14, You may ask me for anything in my name, and I'll do it. Ask in my name, and I'll do it. 
Jesus said in John 16, 23 and 24, in that day you will no longer ask me anything. He's speaking of in his earthly body. I'm not going to be with you anymore. He was preparing the disciples. In that day, you'll no longer ask me anything because they were used to being able to come and talk to him in person. He said, very truly, I tell you, my father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. Jesus was saying, I'm with you now, but I've got to go away soon. But here is what I want you to do. Ask anything in my name and you will receive it. Amen. And I like to say it this way. Praying in the name of Jesus, he's given us power of eternity. He's given us the right and the authority to use his name. It's the power of proxy. If you don't know what the power of attorney is, it's a legal option. It means that I could give somebody the power of attorney and they can go to a meeting in my stead. They can go in my place. They can go in my name. They can go in my power. And they can go in my authority. If I gave you power of attorney, you could sign documents. You could sign deals. You could sit down at a boardroom table. You could sign contracts because I gave you the power of attorney to use my name. Here's the definition. I looked it up yesterday. The power of attorney is the authority to act for another person in specified or all legal and financial matters. Jesus has given us the power of attorney. Now, I know it's early, but I just feel like I want to preach that right there. There's something on the inside that gets me excited when I realize Jesus has given me His name. I can pray in His name. I can ask in His name. I can believe in His name. When you pray in Jesus' name, you are praying in His authority. And what does that mean? It's like Jesus is saying it. It's like Jesus is saying it. Demons don't flee when I say flee. See, I'm feeling this a little more than... Demons don't flee when I say, hey, demon, get out of here. But when Jesus... When Jesus says... You can say in him no more. Demons tremble at the name of Jesus. Demons flee at the name of Jesus. Sickness is not cast out on my authority. But Jesus shed his blood. Jesus took stripes for us to be healed. So when we say sickness has to flee, we say it in Jesus' name. When I pray in Jesus' name, the enemy no longer sees me, it sees him. When you pray in Jesus' name, hell doesn't see you, it sees Jesus because he's given you that authority. He's given you his name. I've come to tell somebody, I'm not praying in my name. I'm not doing it in my name. I'm praying in Jesus' name. I'm doing it in Jesus' name because at his name... 
every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And I just want to tell you that praying in Jesus' name is not some kind of magical key phrase or incantation that just you just spout off. It's more, it's more powerful than that. In fact, they learned that in Acts chapter 19, the magicians at Ephesus that Paul came in touch with. The evil spirit answered these magicians that were just kind of using the name of Jesus as an incantation. They would say in the name of da-da-da, of Zeus, and this and that, and this and that. And they would throw in Jesus on the backside of that. And the evil spirit inside the man said, now this is what I love. Paul, I know. (laughs) Paul had a reputation. Paul, I know. Oh yeah, that guy, I know him. Jesus, I know. And, and I, would, I would leave if you, were, if you knew Jesus, but he said, I don't know you. And, and, and you don't have the authority to use that name is what the evil spirit was really saying because you don't have a relationship with him. And guess what happened? The Bible says the evil spirit came on them, beat them, and they ran out of the house bleeding and naked. Read your Bible, folks. (laughs) It's more interesting than you think sometimes. Now, I want to tell you, saying the name of Jesus isn't some magical thing. You've got to have a relationship with him. He told his disciples, you can use my name. But those magicians at Ephesus didn't have the right to use the name because they didn't know him. They weren't walking with him. But in every word and deed, when my dependence is on him, Now I can use His name in every prayer, every fast, every word, every deed is in the name of Jesus. Why? Because I'm named by Him and I'm claimed by Him. See, when my wife took on my name, she got access to everything I have. Now, we were young when I got married, so that didn't mean a whole lot then. You got keys to my 25-year-old Acura, honey. That's what I had then when we got married. Now, it wasn't much. We got married young. But whatever I had from there to here and to death do us part is hers now. Every bank account, every title, every deed, every credit account, every debit card, every credit card, every car, every house, whatever it is, what's mine is hers. And what's hers... (laughs) Hallelujah, it's hers too. Fellas, it's hers. These men passed the test today. Happy wife, happy life, fellas. Why? Because she took my name. And when you become a Christian, you received him, you received his power, 
You received his authority. When you went down in waters of baptism, you took on his name. That's why we're called Christians. And whatever is his is ours. And whatever is ours, it really is his. Because I'm named by him. I'm claimed by him. And so now everything I do isn't done in my power, but it's done in his name. Somebody ought to give God a praise right there. In Jesus' name. I love this in 1 John 4 and 17. It says, um, Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as He is, so are we. As He is, so are we in this world. As He is in heaven, so are we in this world. Acts 1 and 8 told us He ascended into heaven. John the Revelator said that He saw Him sitting high and lifted up on the throne of heaven. So is Jesus weak? Is Jesus defeated? Is Jesus powerless? Is Jesus lacking? Is Jesus stressed out, burned out, running out, running low, knocked down? No. As He is in heaven, so are we in this world. Not as he is, was as a baby in a manger. Not as he was born to a lowly family in an out-of-way town. Not as he was born to a lowly family and a carpenter's son. Not any of that. He's not still the bleeding Savior. No, he came out of the grave. He's a resurrected king. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Victorious over sin. Victorious over death victorious over hell, overcoming the world. Your enemies are under His feet. And here's the good news. As He is in heaven, we are in this world. So here's how I'm going to pray. Jesus, you have no lack. And we pray that as we are in this world, as you are in heaven, so give us this day our daily bread. I'm going to pray this way. Jesus, as you are in heaven... I am in this world, and I know you have power in heaven and earth, and so I pray for strength for my journey today. I'm going to pray this way. As you are in heaven, we are in this world. And Jesus, you took stripes for our healing, and so bring healing, restoration, and rejuvenation to us today because as you are, so are we. As you are in heaven, so are we in this world. Uh, this week, my kids, they were playing outside on Monday. They were off school. All the parents said amen. i got to talk to the parents in the second service. Uh, and, and so we were around the house, and the boys, they were playing outside with their neighbors. And there must have been some sort of scuffle. Um, are my kids in here? Yeah, I see one of them. There must have been some sort of scuffle because... A neighbor kid that I had never seen before rings the doorbell. So I answer. I'm thinking, oh, Lord, one of them got hurt. And she's there to uh, tattletale. Is that the proper term? Don't know what the Greek word for that is, but tattletale, yeah. <laughs> uh, and they told me that uh, something happened out there. And I thought, okay, no, you know, no, no problem, whatever. And um, as kids being kids. And, and so they, they, they come, my two kids come back and they think that they're going to be in trouble with me. And I could tell that there was some sort of picking on each other going on. 
And so I told them, I said, hey, Elijah, you're the older brother. You look out for younger brother. I said, younger brother, you got a big brother. You guys stick together, and there's power in that. There's power in that. You know, just stick together. I'm not saying, you know, be a bully, but if, if people are picking on you, you got a brother there. Stick together. Guess what? They walked out with their chests a little farther out. We're on the same team now. I'm walking in big brother's shadow. And I just want to tell you, when you walk through this world, you're walking in his shadow. You're walking in his power. You're walking in his authority. You've got his name on you. Oh, somebody ought to get that down in their spirit today. I've got the covering of Jesus. I've got the power of Jesus. I've got the provision of Jesus. I've got heaven on my side. And if God is for me, who can be against me? Somebody ought to take a praise break right there. Oh, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I could stay right there, but I feel like we got it today. The second one is, when we pray, fast, and give, we're coming close to the Lord. For each of, of these, pray, fast, and give, it said that your Father would see it. Maybe nobody else saw it, but God sees it. Do you feel closer to the Lord on these 21 days? because prayer is connecting us to Him. But at the same time, fasting is disconnecting us from the things around us. And so the Lord says, hey, it might feel like that was overlooked. It might feel like nobody noticed. But I was close enough to see it. I was close enough to hear that prayer. I was close enough to see that, that, that gift that you gave to someone. I was close enough. I saw your stomach growling. <laughs> I heard your stomach. I started laughing because I got this image of the Lord hearing my stomach growl. He's that close to you. He's closer than a brother. He sticks closer than a brother. He saw that sacrifice. And so when you fast, when you pray, and when you give, when, I, when I'm praying and I close that door to my prayer closet. I'm all alone, but guess what? I'm there with the Lord. When, when I go into that time of fast and I disconnect from everything else and I get out into the wilderness, uh, I, I, I'm there with God. He's close enough to see it. He's close enough to be with me through all of that. That means if He heard your stomach growl and He saw that he heard that prayer and he saw that gift. That means his knee is near to you. His eye is on you. He is closely paying attention. Nobody else saw it, but don't worry about it because God saw it. How many know God keeps a good record? The, uh, Jesus was asked one time why his 12 disciples were not fasting when the Pharisees were fasting. And Jesus answered in kind of a strange way. He said, can the friends of the groom mourn as long as the groom is still with them? But the days will come when the groom is taken away, then they'll fast. He was saying, they're close to me right now. We eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner together. 
We, we, we walk and talk together. We're together all the time. They walk and talk with me. But when I go and when I ascend to heaven, they'll need to fast to get that nearness and that closeness back with me again. Jesus said in John 15 and 4, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Everything we produce, everything that happens is based on us abiding in him. Our nearness, our closeness, our proximity to him is what determines our fruit and our harvest. But when I abide in him and him in me, that is when the fruit comes about. I got to come to a close here today. I want to invite the music to come. You know, prayer and fasting is more about the abiding in him than it is the fruit. The fruit's going to happen. That's a natural outcome. But I fast and I pray to abide in Him. And something happens to that root system when I pray and fast. Yes, I believe that fruit is going to come out of the branch. Yes, I believe that fruit is going to come. Yes, I believe that answer to prayer is going to happen. Yes, I believe that those things are on the way. But until they come, I'm just going to abide in Him. Because the real joy is abiding in Him. The real blessing is that proximity to Him. The real blessing is that closeness to the Lord. The real gift is walking and talking with Him. That's why He said it that way. And the last one I want to tell you is that His reward is open and it's on the way. Somebody ought to just get excited right there. His reward is open and it's on the way. So the three things that I saw, I saw all the way through and said, do this in secret, do it unto me, do it inwardly is what he was saying. The second one I saw is that he's going to be near enough to see it. He's, he's close enough to hear our prayer. He's near enough to see our fasting. He's near enough to see our, our, our sacrifice. He's near. So he's close to us. But the third one, he said, every single time that your reward will be open and that it is on the way. Mark eleven twenty four, 24, it said, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you will receive it and it will be yours. Now here's a key to faith today. You receive it in your heart before you receive it in your hand. Still with me? You receive it in your heart before you receive it in your hand. You guys ever make, I'm sure we all do now in 2021. You guys ever make online purchases? I, got, I didn't get it. One amen. I guess nobody knows about this. You can go online and purchase things and they'll ship it to your house. Does anybody know about online purchases? I thought that was going to be the biggest amen of the day. Does anybody know about online purchases? All right. Okay. Now, I haven't received it in my hand, but I did receive it in my heart. How many are watching the tracking number? 
You guys do that? Man, this ain't going to be on the way. I do that. I do that all the time. Man, I was really looking forward to that thing that I didn't need on eBay to get here. And I received it in my heart before I received it in my hand. I, uh, I was, this, this, at the Christmas season, I, um, I had become fixated. I, I, I know I'm not supposed to talk about food on the fast, but you're going to have to just help me, okay? Uh, so I, I was fixated on getting a new uh, cast iron skillet. And um, yeah, right? I know, that's a great uh, thing to be excited about. I was really excited about it. People got to be excited about it right now. We're on day 15, right? And I was telling my friends about this cast iron skillet because we kind of talk about grilling and cooking meat and stuff like this. And I was telling them this is this cast iron skillet and, I, and, and I'm going to get it. And uh, I was watching the YouTube reviews. I was reading reviews about it. It heats up really fast. It's lighter than the other ones. It's really smooth. It's already seasoned. Uh, you can cook a steak and just sear it real fast. It gets up to 1,200 degrees. You sear one side. Am I hurting somebody here? You flip it over, it sear it, and, and it... And I was, and, and my friends were like, oh, is that's awesome. Is it cooked really good? I said, yes, it cooks really good. They said, is it smooth? I said, yes, it's so smooth. And they said, do you have it yet? And I said, no. <laughs> it cooks a really good steak. I mean, it's amazing. Do you have it yet? No. Have you ordered it yet? No. But I'm going to. But you receive it in your heart before you receive it in your hand. And I've been telling my wife that I wanted this cast iron skillet. And I, as God is my witness, it was either my birthday or like the day before Christmas. I can't remember which because I get them all jumbled. My, my birthday is a couple days before Christmas. I come home and somebody in the church had sent this cast iron skillet to my front door. And it caught my eye as I drove up because I saw that logo that I'd been watching on YouTube and all the reviews and all that. And I thought, good heavens, there is manna falling in this. God is still a miracle worker. There's a, there's a cast iron skillet. Now, you guys might be laughing at me for being this excited about a cast iron skillet, but this isn't your regular $20 one. This is a really nice one. And I opened it up, and I'll tell you what, if you believe it in your heart, you can receive it, and you'll receive it in your heart before you receive it in your hand. And I just want to tell somebody today that is praying, that is believing, that is fasting, that it's in the mail, and that it's on the way. There's a tracking number in heaven because our God is a God that heard. He heard every prayer. And I want to tell somebody today that it's on the way. It's in the mail. And if you receive it in your heart, you'll receive it in your hand. Now you can stand with me. Look at 1 John chapter 5. It says, ask according to his will. How do I know his will? His word. Never forget. This is key to prayer. Never forget. God's will is God's will. Stay with me now. I'm about to close. 
This is his will, and this is his testament. Declare that promise over these last six, seven days of the fast, and it will change your prayer life. I don't declare what I feel. I don't pull stuff out of thin air. We declare the word because his word is his will. And if I ask anything according to his will, and I ask anything according to his word, I'll tell you that it's in the mail and that it's on the way. Joel chapter 3, let the weak say, like it. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. That's how you pray. This is how you pray God's will, is you pray God's word. So if you have a child that's wayward, pray God's word. Acts 16 and 31, God, I thank you because it's your will that all of my household will be saved. Isaiah 53 and 5, for anybody that's sick, Lord, I thank you because by your stripes we are healed. For everybody that needs a financial breakthrough, stand on Philippians 4. Lord, I thank you because you shall supply all of my needs according to your riches in glory through Christ Jesus. Somebody ought to find a promise in the word and stand on it. Let the word be the anchor of your soul. Because I'll tell you, the wind and the waves will come, but I'm not going to be moved because that word is my anchor. That word is holding me firm. And so here's what I want us to do today. I don't want you to pull something out of thin air. Whatever you've wrote on your prayer card, I want you to get a word in your spirit. And I want you to pray that over your need, over your life, every single day for the rest of this fast. Lord, I, pr- I praise you because it's your will that I'm blessed when I go in and blessed when I come out. That my fields will be blessed. That you'll protect the devourer. That our children will be saved. I want to stand on the word today. So here's what I want to do. I'm going to pray over you, but I want God to drop a word in your spirit. And I, once God drops a word in your spirit, I'm going to ask you to step out of your aisle and just hold that word up. Maybe you're going to hold your phone up, your Bible app, your Bible whatever it is and declare that promise to the Lord are you ready here we go Lord Jesus I just pray that word over each and every one of us today in this house God I pray faith would rise I pray Lord Jesus that we would stand on your will and testament and your word and we pray it in the authority of Jesus name I don't pray it in my name I pray it in Jesus name and in Jesus name every devil has to bow every demon has to flee, everything has to run. Oh, somebody let faith arise in the house. Oh, come on, somebody stand on it. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Share this message with a friend and don't forget to hit subscribe. See you next time.